As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. Women have been giving birth for centuries, so it's a pretty natural experience, right? Wrong. I'm Stephanie King, professional doula, childbirth educator, and the creator of the My Essential Birth Course, the online childbirth education course that's helping women everywhere confidently achieve their best birth. Today's culture would have us think that birth should be treated like an illness or an emergency, and that most of us need other people telling us what's best for our bodies because we aren't the experts. So sit tight, because if you're tuning into this podcast, you'll probably start to believe in your body, your intuition, and find yourself empowered and confident to do what it takes to have the birth of your dreams. If you like listening to me take you through these weekly topics step-by-step, then you're going to love the My Essential Birth course. Make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast and definitely head over to myessentialbirth.com for the free downloads mentioned right here in these episodes and to join the birth course and community full of pregnant moms just like you. I have to add a disclaimer that I am not a medical professional and I cannot provide medical advice. All of the information expressed in this podcast are based off of personal, professional, and educational experiences and are my own opinions. Please work with a provider you trust for medical advice during your pregnancy and birth. This week's reviewer of the week is Jamel T. And she says, best podcast for all things pregnancy and birth. This is the best pregnancy and birth podcast ever. (laughs) Thank you so much for that. I am just about 25 weeks pregnant and have been so enjoying your podcast. Every day I try to listen to a new podcast from the past. I found your content so educational, fun, and motivational. Because of listening to you and learning so much, I've been working hard on my birth plan. I love that. The action involved behind it is so awesome. We are a military family, thank you for your service, and relocating from California to North Carolina when I will be 30 weeks, ugh. After a ton of searching, I finally found a provider that I'm excited about, a midwifery in Wilmington, NC. I'm also doing pelvic floor PT as well. Girl, you are on it. This is so cool. Also, we seriously just went Utah to Florida. I was not 30 weeks pregnant, so I do not envy this move at all. However, I hope since you're military that people are packing you out and moving it for you. (laughs) Because let me tell you, we did this the wrong way. We packed ourselves, took a U-Haul, destroyed our own furniture, should have just paid somebody to do it. Okay, not doing that again. She says, to those other mamas who may be moving or considering switching providers in your second trimester or later, this podcast has a ton of related birth stories and tips to help. Just wanted to say thank you for your content. I've been deeply enjoying it and will continue to. Thank you so much. I'm so excited because this is a recent podcast as well. So I'm trying to see 30 weeks. So you are coming up on having your baby. Possibly by the time that this airs, you will have had your baby. However, I'm really excited that you're following along. And for those of you that are listening, um, and I know I've said this before, but 
Reviews are the way that people find this podcast. So when you guys leave reviews, it bumps this podcast up just a little bit more and says, hey, mamas, come here. There's good content, uh, helpful stuff. So if you are finding that this podcast is helpful or you like what we talk about, uh, definitely share it with your friends. And if you are willing, leave a review as well. Always, always in the show notes, there is information on how to leave, how to leave a review. Okay, let's dive in. I want to get right to it, and I don't imagine this will be a very long episode, although sometimes I go down rabbit holes, and it is what it is. But I wanted to just give you a really quick, like these are your three very best tips for what you can expect for contractions or what to do for contractions before labor even begins. So these are things that you can do right now during your pregnancy actionable, exciting, something for you to do, which if you're like me is like, yes, please give me the things while I'm pregnant. So probably what what is the most exciting part of pregnancy? Like, I don't know about you, but for me, it's the first contraction, <laughs> right? So I like all the things in pregnancy other than finding out like, oh my gosh, I'm pregnant. Uh, and I'm sure maybe the gender, like there's other things, but for me, I am like a labor junkie. And I like that first contraction was like, <gasps> That is my favorite part of pregnancy and I guess the start of labor, like favorite part of both. But I think there's a lot of excitement and confusion around it. And I there's a lot of questioning. What does it feel like? And how do I know that I'm in labor, that that was a real contraction or was it a Braxton Hicks? And what do I do? Like, what can I actually do when I'm having a contraction? And if you're thinking of the movies at all, you're probably picturing squeezing something tightly, possibly screaming, cussing at your spouse, like whatever that looks like, because movies constantly get it wrong. There have been a few. And I think I had somebody email me like a year or more ago that was like, this movie got it right. And now I don't remember what it was. So I'm so sorry. Uh, But I want to give you those three tips the very best on what you need to know. All right, here is tip number one. Know a contraction from a Braxton Hicks or prodromal labor. And let's talk about that for a moment. So in other words, you're asking yourself, how do I know that this is the real thing? I want to touch on that. So Braxton Hicks, they come and go for starters. So they can kind of seem like they're taking on a pattern but then you change activity and that pattern kind of is wishy-washy or goes away. But with a Braxton Hicks, oftentimes what you're feeling is tightening. And I remember having the tightening even kind of like take my breath away for a minute. And I'd be like, whew, I got to like breathe deep. Um, They're not painful, but they can be pretty tight. Like when you push on your belly, it is like hard all of a sudden. So you can tell that there's some tension there, but they are not painful And you'll feel them in your stomach, not like your back or your sides or other places or like it just is it's more located in your stomach. Maybe you'll feel like a little bit of tightness in your pelvic area. Just imagine like your whole uterus kind of think of it as a practice contraction, kind of like tightening, but nothing hurts and then it will release. And they generally are brought on by some kind of action of ours. They can happen because we are laying there doing absolutely nothing and watching TV and snacking and that happens too. But they can also and often are brought on by some kind of movement. So I used to get them all the time when I was vacuuming or if you go for a walk or if you have intercourse or uh, taking a shower and, and moving around. So it can happen at any time. They're quick, short-lived, not painful. Now, prodromal labor 
is real contractions. And I say real because these are the ones that are actually doing the work of opening the cervix. Um, and it's funny that I say that. I shouldn't say actually doing the work because Braxton Hicks can actually be part of what helps that bloody show go. And there's other things going on. It's part of those practice contractions. But the patromal labor is contractions that are uh, intense in the way that a normal contraction during labor would be. So they can become longer, stronger, and closer together. They, You're feeling oftentimes like you feel like that in your back and it's wrapping around to the front. And that can tell you, oh, this is a real contraction, especially if you've got that like lower back pain, kind of like period cramping pain if you're someone that gets cramps and it wraps around to the front. That can be a really common sign of it being um, either prodromal labor contraction or regular contraction. The other thing is when you change activity, it go it can possibly go away, but it might not. So with prodromal labor, the if you are, for example, laying down when it happens and the contractions are coming, they're getting longer, they're getting stronger, they're getting closer together. But when you change positions, you're like, I'm going to get up and eat a snack or I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to take a shower. As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot, totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. Once you change your activity, they tend to not stay the same or they tend to not get longer, stronger, closer together. However, they also can. And so that's why prodromal labor can be a little tricky. Sometimes you can get them for hours at a time during a day and then they fizzle out. Then they pause. Then they space out. This is the sign that it's not actually go time. Real contractions that lead to a baby are not going to completely slow down and then come back. At least over periods of hours and days and weeks. And unfortunately, this can be for months. For most moms that are experiencing prodromal labor, uh, it will not last for months. However, it can. And by months, I mean over a month, probably like six weeks, maybe eight weeks at the most, which would just be so sad. <laughs> but if that is you, I am sorry. And I send you all my love. I had prodromal labor with my second and with my third. With my second, it was two days prior, possibly three days prior to when I gave birth to that baby. With my third, it was like five to seven days. I just remember it being like forever. I think it was an entire week because I kept calling my husband home from work. I'm like, for sure, this is it. I can tell, like I know it. And at the same time, interestingly enough, like I would call my husband home, but I wouldn't call my doula. So maybe subconsciously I did know that I wasn't sure, but I was like, I'm having to work through these and I need my husband with me. But prodromal labor is so tricky. The big thing with prodromal labor is the mental exhaustion. So 
because you're like, this is it. This is it. Oh, wait, no, it's not. Wait, this is it. This is, no, it's not. And that's hard to deal with over a period of time, especially as your body's becoming physically more tired too. Some things that you can do, and I'll just say it really quick because I have other episodes that deal with prodromal labor um, and I want to work through these tips. But some things that you can do if you're trying to figure out if it is prodromal labor or if you're trying to have prodromal labor turn into, let's go, real labor. It can be a positional thing, which is very, very common if you're having prodromal labor you want to do positioning things, spinning babies, forward leaning inversion, side lying release, rebozo sifting, pelvic tilts, that kind of thing. If you're doing all of those things and you're still having prodromal labor and it's not kicking into real labor, make sure you're taking time to rest. The other side of that is that emotional side. We saw a lot, a lot of women that have prodromal labor, especially with all the stuff that happened in 2020. And I had a midwife that came on. I will link to it here, that episode with Angie, where we talked about that. And I think there's a lot of adrenaline, anxiety, nervousness, fear. Um, there can be a lot of things that can cause this like baby's trying to figure out when's a good time to come. Mom's trying to decide if it's a safe time to come. And you're doing this kind of um, interwoven conversation that's happening all behind the scenes. And I actually just interviewed with another podcast where I was the interviewee. And she talked about she's a midwife and she said, you know, we see a lot like sometimes with prodromal labor, mom is holding on to something emotionally or spiritually that is not allowing things to go. And so she actually said what she tells her women to do is go home and have a good cry. You need to there's something you need to go have a good cry. And she goes, it is so interesting how often after that happens mom will go into labor officially. So there are a lot of things surrounding prodromal labor that can be the cause or that can be part of what's happening, but just know that there is a difference and there's some things that you can do. Now, real labor contractions. Um, and as I mentioned, this is probably the most common definition that I hear as a doula. Like I'm texting back and forth with mom and she's saying, I think I'm having contractions. Okay, describe them to me. I feel them um, like menstrual cramps low in my back. And, you know, um, they're coming this far apart, lasting this long they, for this, like this many hours. Has been, it's been happening. I'm like, okay, yeah, that sounds really good. Make sure you're breathing through them. Rest. Make sure that you're eating some protein, carbs, fat, fiber. And let's get back together and, and chat in a little bit and I'll check back in with you and I'll get that text. So they feel like they're wrapping around to the front now. And that is my cue as a doula is ding, they are in labor. So, and there's a bunch of other factors that I'm, you know, I'm listening to how she's talking to me. I'm, I'm following all of her, you know, contraction timing app and all that kind of stuff. But this can be a really helpful way for me to know as a doula that these are real labor contractions. That is one of the most common ways that they are described. Starts in the back, wraps around to the front. The other thing is, as I mentioned before, they become longer, stronger, closer together. And what I mean by that is perhaps contractions start out and they are seven minutes apart. And once you time them at the start of the contraction, from the beginning of the contraction to the end of the contraction, maybe they're only lasting 30 seconds. And um, so they become, and they're not that strong. So then it's like kind of early in the labor, it's like, oh, I'm excited. I think this is it. And you're like pausing when you think you feel a contraction and you're like pushing on your stomach. And if you're in the birth course, you're maybe like feeling your forehead or your nose or your chin to see like how strong the contraction is, you know, to be able to weigh against that where I'm at. Um, and then there will hit a point where you are all of a sudden it kind of takes your breath away 
you have to pause. There's no more walking through the contraction. You have to breathe. There's no more talking through the contraction. You have to focus. Your eyes might be closed or you are like dead focused on a spot that you like you're just staring at that spot. You will hit that point. So these contractions that were only lasting 30 seconds long, you know, maybe now they're at a minute long and they're becoming way stronger. They're forcing you to like pay attention to them and you're having to breathe through them. Um, And instead of seven minutes apart, they're like four minutes apart now. And consistently, like they went from seven, now they're five, now they've moved to four and we've been doing this for an hour. There are some telltale signs that not only is this real contractions, but you were in labor. And as most women will say, Trust me, you'll know when you are actually in labor. But it is really exciting and really, really fun to think about all the possibilities from the moment you feel any kind of anything. Uh, So you're not alone and it's normal to be excited and it's normal to be anxious and it's normal to want to call everybody and you can do all of those things and it's totally fine. Now, number two, your second tip, know how your baby and your uterus work together during contractions. This is an actual thing. It is not just you and your uterus squeezing your baby out. Your baby actually has work that they are doing as well. So at the beginning of contractions, what has happened in order for those contractions to start is your baby sends the signal up to your brain and that brain produces the hormone oxytocin that says, hey, it's time to have a baby. So from the beginning, you guys are connected in such a way that the baby gets to tell you when it is time to have contractions and work on pushing them out, which is, I think, really, really neat. There are also vertical and horizontal muscles along your uterus. So if you think of clenching your fist, like squeezing your fist and letting go, Think of something similar with a contraction. And for those of you who have seen some of these videos going around YouTube and Instagram and all that, where they show a balloon, um, if you've seen the balloon with the ping pong inside, ping pong ball inside, and the woman is squeezing the balloon at the top and on the sides, imagine that your uterus is using those muscles contracting. That's why it's called a contraction. Those muscles are contracting together. It tightens up, it contracts like a fist, and then it releases. And it does it for different amounts of time. Um, In fact, one of the labor rehearsals that you can use, like here's a fun tip, you can have your husband or birth partner, they can squeeze your arm and get tighter and tighter and tighter, like kind of along your biceps, for about 30 seconds, tighter, tighter, tighter till about 30 seconds and then slowly release. It'll give you an opportunity to think of the amount of time and how you can breathe to get through a contraction like that. We use the same thing with ice packs when we're doing labor rehearsals. So just something fun for you to think about and be able to do together. But as that squeezing is happening at the top of the uterus, your baby, so it's pushing against, because your baby's feet and bum are at the top of your uterus. And if you've ever paid attention to a newborn, if you've ever pushed against the bottoms of a newborn baby's feet, they will push back against you. And so any of you that have your newborns, I want you to do this. Try push against the bottom of their feet. They have a natural reflex that pushes back against you. Well, 
When that uterus, what happens is the the uterus gathers at the top. All of those muscles kind of like gather and crunch together at the top and squeeze and push down. And as it's doing that, it's squeezing baby's bottom and their feet. And so as it's squeezing baby, literally pushing baby down, that baby is pushing against them with their feet and aiming down. They are helping push themselves down through the uterus and down through the vaginal canal, which is incredible how this all works together. I absolutely love it. So um, understanding that just helps you. It helps me to have a visual because when I'm going through contractions, it's like one thing to be able to just say positive things to myself. It's another to be able to visualize what is actually happening. My baby, my uterus, what's happening with my cervix, all of that. And then I can like breathe through and focus on those things as if I were helping create that situation. So as all of that's happening with baby on the top end and on the baby's bottom end, their head pressure as well. So we've got this push and baby's pressing down and then the pressure of their head against your cervix is actually helping helping to open and dilate the cervix. Uh, so their head's pushing down. It's pushing against the cervix. It's helping them push through. It's also squeezing that cervix to be super thin so that it can move out of the way and baby can come right down and be born. Another way that I've heard it described and I think is a good visual is thinking of a turtleneck sweater, putting your head through a turtleneck sweater. What happens to that as that head bulges through that area, it opens and dilates and that area is going to get thinner to be able to pull that head through. So if you can imagine a turtleneck sweater and putting one over your head, that's, that is a very good visual. It's also another reason why um, providers will say, if we just break your water, that baby's just going to come right down. Sometimes that's true. Sometimes that's not conversation for a different podcast, but oftentimes, not oftentimes, sometimes when you break that bag of waters, sometimes that bulge of the waters is just a little soft for the cervix. And so once you can get that baby's head directly on the cervix, then that opening can happen a lot easier or a lot faster. Keep in mind, once you break a bag of waters, you are also introducing um, an opportunity for infection and you are losing that little cushion that is also a little bit more comfortable for you. Also, waters will break on their own if left unattended. So that was just kind of an aside. Um, But that is something, my tip number two, like know what is happening inside of your body and how your baby and uterus work together. That's information for you to think about right now. And you can use it when you're practicing relaxation as well. Like visualize as you're breathing into your belly, all the things that are going to be happening during a contraction. And you take that visualization with you into the birth space so that when there is pain, when there is discomfort, when there is intensity, you can be thinking about the progress that's being made. Pain with a purpose is very different than pain that causes suffering without without reason. So that I think is an excellent, excellent thing for you guys to be doing right now. Tip number three, have a plan for how you're going to work with your body during contractions. Um, I've said this in podcasts before. It is not like the movies. And you know what? It's so silly because we're like, well, of course it's not like the movies. And I can say that. And it just sounds like the silly, like cliche, like duh. However, I will tell you that even with my first baby, 
that's exactly what I was trying to do. I felt a contraction and I would be like tensing up and like squeezing my husband's hand and I was so excited to do it and it was so dramatic and it was not helpful. (laughs) My contractions also with my first were not strong enough to get a baby out of my body without the help of Pitocin, which caused the issues that led to the cesarean birth. So I didn't even get to go through those really strong, crazy contractions, um, being able to squeeze my husband's hand and all of that. But when your body is doing that, when your uterus is contracting, you, as hard as it might be, it is a practiced and learned technique. Your job is to get out of the way. Your job is to relax. Your body's job is to completely relax and allow the contraction to happen, which can sometimes be the hardest thing to do. But you can do it, and I'm going to give you a couple of tips on how to do it. So if you haven't been practicing relaxation before, there's actually an episode that I will link in the show notes, and it is a relaxation practice for labor rehearsals. And um, in that episode, I talked to you about making sure that you're doing a couple simple things, which is will cause some kind of muscle memory responses when it comes to um, relaxing during labor. So the lights are dim. Um, you're, you've got like a relaxed pose. Your body is relaxed. You're using a scent. You're using com- some kind of scent um, that you can use and reuse. And then you're focused on your breathing. You're breathing deep into your belly and you're focusing on relaxation. And in that particular one, I think I give you the like head to toe relaxation, how to relax from your head to your toe, like one tiny muscle at a time. And the first couple of times you do it, it's going to feel so unnatural and you're not going to be good at it. And you're going to think there's tension everywhere. And you're going to be like, why am I even bothering? Do it for 10 minutes. Then I want you to practice it again and again and again. And I want you to increase the time as you get better at it. And soon enough, you will notice you have learned to relax for a longer amount of time. Uh, so just know that as your body's tensing up and all this is happening, your job is to relax. So even as contractions get really strong and really intense and you're in that active stage of labor or you're moving through transition, say that, for example, you're having a contraction. So you've got all that tightening, all that pressure, baby's moving down, your hips are feeling like they're pretty spread apart and your birth partner is doing counter pressure. For example, they're doing the double hip squeeze, meaning they've got a hand on either side of the hip and they are squeezing with those hands towards your spine. So that seems kind of like, well, I just said, don't use tension for tension, right? But counter pressure, as you've got pressure that is happening as that baby comes down, that counter pressure can be really relaxing and really relieving. And you during that time are still focusing on being relaxed. Your job during contractions is to breathe into your belly, to allow things to be open and relaxed in your perineal area, in your belly, in your shoulders, in your jaw. All of that is to be relaxed. And if you have ever, for example, stubbed your toe or hit your elbow on something or um, anything that causes pain, what do you, like, what's something you immediately do? You tense up, you maybe wince, you grab it, right? How do you get the pain to blow away or go away? <laughs> that's actually, that's one of them. You can blow it away, right? You're like, ooh, ooh, that hurts. Like, ooh, shake it off, right? So there it's interesting that something you can even think about right now is how do I handle pain, physical pain? How do I handle emotional pain? Those things, how you naturally normally do them, 
will transfer into your birth space. So that's a conversation to have with your birth partner. When I'm upset, when I, uh, when my back hurts, when the, like, what do I do? When you have a headache, what do you do? You get angry and yell at people. You cuss. Do you lay down in a dark room? Do you breathe through it? Do you take medication? Like, what do you do? And then let's find some of those tools and techniques that will work. Do you have your husband massage you? I do. Like when I have a headache, I'm like, please, please, please rub my temples. Like, what do you do? What works well for you? And then bring that into your birth space. That's all usable information. I'm going to tell you right now, jump into the My Essential Birth course. If you are loving this, if you're listening and you're like, yes, I want to have all of these tips, tools, techniques, tricks, all that stuff, take a good birth course. And of course, I'm going to invite you into the My Essential Birth course because I love it because it's got all of these things. Um, I'm in there in the private Facebook group for when you guys have questions. We've done labor rehearsals before. The point is there are a ton of of really solid things that you can do by yourself and that you can do with your birth partner to help you get through and understand how to work with contractions. So along with that will be relaxation practice, Um, any kind of labor rehearsals. I mentioned a couple that we do in the birth course here, but you can do that tension one that I talked about. You can use an ice pack. So just like I was talking about the tension and you get tighter and tighter and tighter for 30 seconds, ice pack you can put somewhere on your body. Well, your birth partner will. Somewhere on your body for 30 seconds in that same spot and it just gets so annoying. And then they can release for the next like for 30 seconds, you leave it in the same spot and then they take it off and you breathe out of that contraction for 30 seconds. Time them however you want. Three minutes apart, two minutes apart, whatever that looks like. It's also really good to understand the fear, tension, pain cycle. So a woman that is not prepared and is maybe not expecting or knowing how to handle contractions or other things that come during labor and birth um, it's, it can be scary. And so when you're afraid, you tense up and that tension causes pain. And then we do this over and over and over again in a circle. So we've when that pain makes us more afraid, which causes more tension, which makes us, and so it just goes in this vicious circle. So if you understand how to stop that cycle by being on top of it, by understanding what to do during a contraction, by not being afraid of the pain and intensity and discomfort because it has a purpose, then that can help you move through contractions really comfortably. Uh, The other thing that you can do to work with your body during contractions is to change positions every 30 minutes. Now, there are a bunch of different positions you can use. I think freedom of movement is probably one of the most important things a mom can have during labor because it's going to allow her the opportunity to be in any position she wants at any time. If walking feels good, great. If squatting feels good, great. If she needs to be in a hands and knees or during circle or eights on the ball or leaning over the toilet, all of that can happen if mom has freedom of movement. And it's easy to be laying down in the bed and be really comfortable there. And then the contractions keep coming and they're getting more intense and to get kind of stuck there. And so this is where birth partners are like, or doulas or any other person in your birth space that is there to help you. They can say about every 30 minutes, like, hey, let's move positions after this next contraction. Let's try this. Um, Obviously listen to mom, but that's absolutely something that you can do. 
Um, the other thing is making sure mom's getting enough water and that also about every 30 minutes she is using the restroom. So that's a great way like, hey, we're in change positions or we're going to use the restroom and that'll turn into another position. All of that's really good. Um, making sure that you have tools around you that you can utilize like birth balls, peanut balls, wet washcloths, chapstick, literally anything that is going to help you work through your contractions without distraction. Yes, even something like chapstick or warm socks because you don't want to be distracted by the little things that should have nothing to do with how you are working through a contraction. That includes your environment. That's going to include your birth team, um, breathing techniques, all of that. All of that can help you um, know how to work with your contractions. So hopefully this is a really helpful, simple, sweet to the point episode, and I will see you next week. That's it for this week, but make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you get notifications first as I drop new episode every week. And don't forget to head over to myessentialbirth.com for all of the free downloads mentioned here and to join the birth course and community serving pregnant moms just like you. If you enjoyed this and other episodes, I would love it if you would take a few minutes to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I read every single one and include one at the beginning of each episode. See you next week.